Good evening. This is uh, the Wine of Life podcast. I'm Wes, and uh, tonight we're going to be discussing a uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, but we're also going to be discussing something that's a controversial case that I was just made aware of this week that was something that was not brought up during the convention. Um, one of the uh, candidates, Randy Adams, did bring this up and... Uh, there was stuff that was published that then I read and then I started looking into, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But if we talk about the results of it, if you didn't know, um, Pastor Linton, Linton of um, he's the senior pastor of Redemption Church in Saraland, Alabama. He has been elected as the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. Some people say he's uh, the liberal candidate. Some people say he's the moderate candidate. I suppose it depends Um what your perspective is is on that. Um, he signed the Justice, Repentance, and the SBC uh, document in December 18th, 2020. Uh, racial reconciliation was his main uh, platform issue uh, uh, as the candidate. And so he's the new president of the Southern Baptist Convention. So if you want to look into him, there's sermons online, there's things that you can read about. Um, but what grabbed my attention... <clears throat> Is something that I think is is more important, actually. Um, and if you go on sbctransform.org, uh, Randy at they Randy Adams put it forward, and then he 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 posted a bunch of articles about things that have been going on. But there is something that happened in the SBC that started back in 2017, a court case where the SBC was actually sued by someone named Will McRaney, and this lawsuit has now been elevated to the Supreme Court, which is amazing. But it wasn't mentioned at all during the convention or really has been discussed in any significant way. And I think it's a major, major case, and it says something major about the convention. And um, so I'm going to go over this case with you and then uh, talk about the consequences of this case. Um, But what happened was... McRaney was a man who was the head of the Baptist Convention of Maryland and Delaware. Uh, They're one of the 42 autonomous state and regional conventions that willingly cooperate with the SBC and its agencies. So the the Southern Baptist faith is based on this uh, autonomous authority for the state conventions and churches as well. And then they willingly cooperate together for the sake of missionary work, which is you know, you can go back and read 1845 when when the um, Southern Baptist broke off, but you can read about how it all came together. So it's supposed to be a cooperation of autonomous churches who willingly cooperate together for the sake of the mission of the gospel. But um, the SBC's North American Mission Board, um, and it's been doing this for some time, especially over the last 10 years or so, it sought to change its relationship and its funding agreement with the Maryland-Delaware uh, Convention. Well, McRaney, as the head of that, um, resisted. He didn't want to change the situation. And so what happened was is that he then got fired, and he says it was due to um, pressure that came from Kevin Easel. Kevin Easel is the president of what they call NAM, uh, N-A-M-M-B. It's the uh, you know acronym for North American Mission Board. So... 
it's supposed to be, the conventions are supposed to be completely independent of the national convention. So the SBC is, does not have authority to fire or hire anybody within the state conventions. Uh, but they uh, demanded his termination, and he claims that the, the issue was, why he was got fired was, is that they threatened to withhold a million dollars in annual funding if he wasn't fired. And so then he was, of course, duly fired. Um, he then claims, according to court documents, that the leadership of the North American Mission Board continued to interfere with business and contractual relationships that he had with third parties, uh, included being, including being disinvited to speak at events sponsored by two other state Baptist conventions, one in Florida and one in Mississippi. Also, he claims, and uh, this is quite petty if this is true, but he claims that a photo of himself, Mr. McRaney, was posted at the North American Mission Board headquarters at the welcome desk with a caption that stated that he was not to be trusted. So, the behavior of Christians, in other words. Um, yeah, so children. But anyways, in 2017, in Mississippi, May of 2017, um, he, it, he filed suit. It was a state case. It then got elevated to federal court at the request of the North American Mission Board. Uh, two years later, um, the U.S. District Court, Northern District of Mississippi, dismissed the lawsuit, saying that he couldn't consider the claims based on the ecclesiastical abstention doctrine. That is, the government can't interfere with hiring and firings that go on within um, any religious uh, order. So there's, there was nothing they could do. But McRaney appealed and said it had nothing to do with that. He says because in uh, the Southern Baptist way of uh, government, everybody is autonomous. So therefore, the, the National Convention was in fact a completely separate entity that had no right to um, hire or fight anybody within the Delaware-Maryland Convention. And therefore, he says that it, 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 this is an appropriate um, uh, case. So on appeal, um, it led to a th he appealed that. It led to a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit in July of 2019, and they reversed the dismissal, saying that this appears to be more than just purely ecclesiastical questions. That is, they were saying that this infers that money was involved with this, the withholding of money, which the money that is given to the SBC is actually meant for those mission things. That's why people at churches give, because the cooperative program is meant to expand the mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the SBC was put together to uh, get those funds to the appropriate places. Uh, these people really have no right to withhold funds because they don't like um, the opinions of a particular uh, head of a, of a state convention. So the court in 2019, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, agreed with McRaney and, and um, uh, overturned the dismissal. So in August of 2020, uh, the North American Mission Board asked for a full court hearing rather than the case being sent back to the district court judge who had ruled before, but the request was denied in November of 2020, prompting on, uh, on February 17th of this year for the NAM to write a writ of certiorari asking the Supreme Court to review the earlier ruling from the Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Um, this is so. Uh, the court typically accepts fewer than 150 
of more than 7,000 cases requested uh, for review each year cases are accepted tend to have national significance on issues that have not been previously clarified or that the court believes new clarification. So seeking a writ of sorteriori is the primary means to petition the Supreme Court to review a, ruler, uh, a lower court ruling. So that's why the North American Mission Board have sought out um, the Supreme Court to deal with this. And so three dozen petitioners to the court who are siding with the North American Mission Board say the McRaney case is a case of national significance um, and that the high court must rule on it and that the ruling uh, would not be about the merits of the actual claim. So they're not arguing that what happened to Mr. McRaney was right or wrong. What they're arguing is, is that this would create a violation of religious liberty protections because the government would be stepping in. Now, all of the law professors and various other uh, groups of people, um, including, um, we'll get into this in a minute, but the Mormon Church, um, Jewish groups, Muslim groups, various religious groups in general, are siding with the North American Mission Board and saying that, that, that this can't be ruled in favor of McRaney. Now, I don't know McRaney. I've never heard him speak or anything like that. I don't know anything that he thinks. I don't know why he's necessarily doing this. Um, uh, and also, I don't know this Kevin Easel, who's the head of this of the North American Mission Board. But why this is so such a big deal is because I don't really care what the court case is either. Obviously, it would probably be best if he loses because we, we don't want the government to be involved in church matters. Um, but... What this is showing is that there has been a consolidation of power and resources um, over a certain amount of time. And um, a lot of people have been discussing this that over the last decade, that this is, seems to be happening within the Southern Baptist denomination. And now we're seeing it that, um, in fact, the National Convention held withheld funds, funds that were meant for the uh, mission of the gospel of Jesus Christ, was held back just to fire somebody who disagreed with them. So they were showing that they have a certain amount of power. Um, and that in and of itself should be, uh, that should be really, uh, really upsetting to people who are in the, um, the Southern Baptist denominations, because how far does their power necessarily go? Does it expand all the way to all of the seminaries? Does it expand to not just state conventions, but the local like county associations? Does it extend to other churches? Uh, we don't really know how far this is going to go. Um, one of the curious aspects of this case, since Baptists believe in a non-hierarchical form of governance, is every congregation's association at every state convention is said to enjoy complete independence in its decision-making. So unlike the Roman Catholic Church or the Methodist Church or the Episcopalian Church, where bishops and other leaders exercise authority over local congregations and national ministries. Now, McRaney has contended that the SBC can't have it both ways. They can't be someone who says that they are completely independent and autonomous, but then at the same time appeal to the government and say that this is um, some sort of interrelated uh, religious or ecclesiastical matter. It, it can't be both ways. Both things can't be true. And I'm going to get to what the actual answer about this is, because what happened was, um, because McRaney basically forced their hand to actually make a statement about this, the ERLC, um, the Religious Liberty Commission, uh, 
said they joined the Thomas More Society in a friend of the court brief to the Supreme Court. They said that the SBC, NAM, and state conventions do have a hierarchical relationship. Now, th- this is one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast, because I think that would be news to most people who are part of the Southern Baptist denomination. Um, we do not in any way have a hierarchical relationship. The Southern Baptist Convention on a national scale does not have any power over the rest of the churches. Now, I'm not arg- I'm not going to discuss um, what the Bible's teachings are about that, about the ecclesiastical uh, governance and how we're supposed to do things. That's a, a question. Uh, we, we, I could do a whole other thing on that. But the point is, is that even if you did believe in the sort of centralized power structure where you had a centralized government that governed the whole of all of the Southern Baptist churches in all of the country, it, the way that you would hire or fire people would not be based on whether they agreed with you uh, about funding plans. Um, the way that you would hire or fire people would not be say, I'm going to withhold uh, money from you uh, because uh, they dis- this person disagrees with me and you have to fire this person. That is not at all the way, for instance, when Titus is told to go out and ordain people, there are certain ways that he's, that he's told to do it by, by Paul and there's certain uh, things that people have to meet spiritually. So for somebody to, within the Southern Baptist Convention, even if you did accept that we are we are this sort of centralized, this sort of what I guess a popeless Catholics, in a way, that we have this hierarchical type of governance, we would not base who gets hired and fired, whether they agree or disagree on these sort of um, financial planning stuff, which is why he got fired. He disagreed with the North American Mission Board trying to renegotiate their funding and stuff and, and planning that they were doing. That is not why you hire and fire people in a what is what they're claiming to be uh, a church, uh, you know, a church government. Government is what they're trying to say that they are. Now the ERLC tried to change, uh, or they what what it says is that they amended their position on that statement, um, but not good enough. And really, by that being their original statement, they basically showed their hand. They're saying that they have that that's what they genuinely believe that the SBC genuinely believes that they're not just a convention that is a cooperation of churches who get together for the sake of missionary funds, but that they are in fact the church and they have a, a sort of a government ruling authority over the rest of the other conventions and therefore the other associations and therefore the other churches. Um, again, I think this would be news to most Southern Baptists because that is not the way the Southern Baptist denomination has ever functioned. Um, so it's quite amazing. Uh, but now the ERLC has petitioned the Supreme Court in a brief joined by the Mormon Church, the National Association of Evangelicals, the Lutheran Church, the Missouri Synod, the Church of God in Christ, Christian Legal Society, Jewish Coalition for Religious Liberty, and the Islam and Religious Freedom Action Team of the Religious Freedom Institute. Um, this unlikely alliance of religious organizations says the Supreme Court must rule against the, Rain- the McRaney case, proceeding because the First Amendment bars judicial review of truly ecclesiastical matters like ministerial employment, as well as church polity and government, which, you know, I agree with that. I don't know if McRaney can win this case, and again, I don't really necessarily care if he does or not. I think the significance of the case is the fact that he is showing 
the way that things are being run at this moment in time. And they're being run in a way behind closed doors that we don't know about. And this is one of the reasons I thought somebody who was running, someone like Mike Stone, who's the head of the executive committee, would probably never get elected because there's not just the sexual abuse issues and the other adulterous issues that, that have been covered up or people have been involved in. There's also the corruption of money that's been going on and the corruption of power. And it seems to, it, it's just all over the place. It seems to have infected every aspect of the place. And, and that's what I think if you're talking about President uh, Lytton, um, you know, what is he the president of? The question should be, what then is the SBC? Is the SBC the church? Is it the, you know, is it the sort of, um, uh, the Catholic Church, the sort of ministerium uh, place of authority for us, for uh, doctrinal issues, for hiring and firing of, of ministers. Is that what it actually is now? Because if it is, I don't know if a lot of churches will want to be a part of that who are Southern Baptists. Uh, and if it is, will he say that? Will that be something that they will make public at some point and not just do these sort of court cases? I mean, the fact that this wasn't mentioned at the convention is amazing to me. That I mean, this this article that I'm reading from is in BaptistNews.com, and uh, it was published May 25th, 2021. This was less than a month ago that that these things were coming out, and it wasn't even mentioned. Um, the fact that the ERLC, which is part of the National Convention, stated that there is a hierarchy that exists between the um, the National Convention, the State Convention, Association, and churches, which is just amazing. I would think most Southern Baptists would not know that. Um, and if you told them that, they would be shocked. So I thought this was a major case. I think um, there needs to be some, some sort of people getting together, and it should have been done at the convention, which is the point of it. I thought it was. Apparently it wasn't. But they need to get together and actually define what the SBC is um, in in order for, in, you know, because there may be, you know, a mass exodus of churches, or maybe people will support that idea. Um, you know, I'm not going to say either way. I don't know what people are thinking all across the country. Uh, but this is just something I thought that was really important and should be made known. Um, so uh, look it up yourselves. I, I suggest you do your own research into it. Um, I'm not supporting McRaney either way. I don't know. I don't think it's good that governments get involved. But then again, I don't know the specifics of law with can uh, another entity like the SBC tell a state convention who they can hire and fire? Is that something that is actually legal by U.S. law? And, of course, I guess they'll look into all of that stuff. But um, look into this stuff yourself. Uh, ask your association. Ask your state convention. You know, are, are, are Southern Baptist churches under this sort of hierarchical rule? And if so, will someone, you know, confirm that? Um, what's actually going on? Is that what the SBC is now? Is it this sort of hierarchical governmental type of church? Um, ask these questions. Ask these questions to your pastors. And uh, I think it's important that people know these sort of things. So look it up. Look up the new president of the convention. Um, remember, uh, don't judge too quickly. Make sure that you're not quick to wrath. Hear what everybody has to say. 
and uh, look into the matter. You know, the, God gave us the ability to look into things because looking into matters is a, is, a, is a thing for kings to do. And God has made us priests and kings. So let's make sure that we look into every matter. Listen to what everybody's got to say. So that's what I had to say for this uh, episode tonight. If you liked it, hit the uh, subscribe button. If you want to support it, uh, the support links are in the description below. So thanks, you guys. Have a good night.